Would you like to retire with enough? My name is Peter Guidry, and I am the host of the Retiring with Enough podcast. One of the great things about retirement is that you have time, and that time gives you the ability to evaluate more deeply things that you once considered core truths. For me personally, one of those core truths was I knew with certainty, I knew that I wanted to be successful and prosperous. Now that time in retirement has given me a chance to more deeply evaluate this core truth. I'm not sure that's exactly what I wanted. Today's podcast will attempt to unravel the secrets of prosperity and success. The Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines prosperity as the condition of being successful or thriving. Yet, the Cambridge Dictionary defines prosperity as the state of being successful and having a lot of money. Which of the two definitions above concerning prosperity and success do I believe? Both definitions use prosperity and success interchangeably. Merriam-Webster adds the word thriving, while the Cambridge Dictionary equates prosperity to having a lot of money. Both definitions are almost identical, but they both have very subtle differences. Both describe prosperity as the state of being successful, but Merriam-Webster defines prosperity as thriving, whereas the Cambridge Dictionary describes prosperity as having a lot of money. So is success a function of thriving, or is success a function of net worth? I hate to differ with Merriam-Webster and Cambridge dictionaries, but I feel both are incorrect. How do I personally define success? If thriving and net worth are the primary metrics used to measure success, then Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk would be considered two of the most successful people in the world. These men are two of the highest net worth individuals and would be considered thriving by most measures. But if you take thriving and net worth and replace it with happiness, and you use happiness as a measure of success, are these two men successful? Both men have been involved in messy personal relationships and divorces. Both seem continually driven to seek more. More money, more sexual relationships, more power. Can true success be realized by continually seeking more? Both of these men have more money than they could reasonably spend in several lifetimes and have unlimited access to the trappings that unlimited money provides. But are they happy? Happiness, in my estimation, is the one true key to success. Many people would say that being successful makes you happy, but I'll propose the reverse. Being happy will ultimately make you successful. One of the great things about happiness is that it's a state of mind that is independent of net worth. Happiness comes from within a person instead of through the things that we surround ourselves with. Everyone needs to be able to provide necessities such as food, clothing, and shelter. But does more food, a closet full of clothes, or a bigger house mean that someone is more successful? In many cases, the answer is no. 
If more food, a closet full of clothes, and a bigger house are not associated with personal happiness, I think almost everyone listening can think of numerous examples of extremely wealthy people that we know who are also extremely unhappy. If happiness is the key to success, and happiness is not merely about money, then what are the pathways to success and happiness? If you could ask Colin Powell, let me rephrase that. If you could have asked Colin Powell before he passed away, because he's now deceased, Colin Powell would have told you that success is the result of perfection, hard work, learning from failure, loyalty, and persistence. And Dictionary.com defines success as the favorable or prosperous termination of attempts or endeavors, the accomplishment of one's goals. Success is the attainment of wealth, position, honors, or the like. What say you? I say that success is subjective. Success is independent of money, social status, or age. Some people use money as a scorecard of success, but money in itself does not define success. The path to success is paved by many traits. Some successful people have only mastered a few of these traits. Some successful people have mastered almost all of these traits. But mastery of a certain number of these particular traits does not define success. Success is subjective, and the pathway to happiness differs for everyone. Here are some of the ways used to measure success. And I'm going to speak about these in no particular order, and you don't need to possess or master all of these traits to be happy. The first one is having a purposeful life. Both Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk created businesses that provide employment opportunities for workers while providing products and services for millions of people. Does this mean that jobs and occupations that are less impactful by default are less successful or less purposeful? All avocations can have meaning. The Japanese have a philosophy of washing the glass to wash the glass. The glass is not washed merely to clean it. The Japanese regard cleaning as more than a common chore. It's an ascetic practice to cultivate the mind. All jobs are purposeful and create happiness when undertaken with the mindset of getting optimal results and not merely doing a chore or fulfilling an obligation. Owning your own choices. This is a tough one today, especially, because we live in an era of victimhood. No one wants to be responsible for their own actions, and a person's position in life is the result of some external action, not because of their personal choices. It takes a great deal of courage to realize and admit that where we are in life is where we have chosen to be. When I was younger, I was told that when you point a finger at someone else, you have three fingers pointing back directly at you. Everyone faces critical choices in their lifetime. In my dental practice, there have been instances where patients have left my practice because of my unwillingness to do things that were illegal or immoral. Something as simple as misdating or backdating insurance forms to increase patients' 
insurance reimbursement can create legal or moral problems as both of these procedures institute insurance fraud. In these cases, I had to decide whether it was more important to keep the patient or to keep my morals intact while staying out of jail. Another trait on the path to success and happiness is generosity. Charles Chuck Feeney fostered the idea of giving while living, and he managed to give away over $8 billion before his death. I would imagine he was a happy man when he died because he saw the results of his generosity before he died. Let's consider satisfaction. If we consulted Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk, would we find that they are satisfied with their billions of dollars? Satisfaction is another reason to reconsider the statement that having billions equals success and happiness. If they are not satisfied, then they may not feel successful. Satisfaction can be a double-edged sword. Satisfaction may breed complacency. Complacency is actually the enemy of success. Complacency means not wanting to strive any further. Complacency is a placeholder that inhibits future growth. I feel that personal happiness is the scorecard for success. At the core of success is the question of whether the successful person is happy. If that person is not happy, in my mind, they're not successful. High self-esteem. Most successful people have a positive self-view. Life's road is full of bumps and potholes for anyone without a positive sense of self-worth. Having a positive attitude. I've always approached life as a realistic optimist. I try to maintain a positive attitude while acknowledging the realities of life. It's better to see the glass half full than to see the glass half empty. Setting goals is important. Planning and goal setting are crucial to success. Alice in Wonderland's Cheshire Cat stated this principle very succinctly. If you don't know where you're going, any road can take you there. Another noteworthy quote by Benjamin Franklin states, If you fail to plan, you are planning to fail. You'll never reach the goals you don't set. Is it pretty obvious I'm big on planning? I'm also big on perseverance, which is also termed mental toughness. It's a rare person that can shut out all the noise around them every day and fully commit to a particular task. Thomas Edison, who was the inventor of the incandescent light bulb, is a study in perseverance. It was perseverance when Edison, after failing 1,000 times, said, I didn't fail 1,000 times. The light bulb was an invention with 1,000 steps. Our greatest weakness lies in giving up. The most certain way to succeed is always to try just one more time. A shorter way to state this is perseverance is not a study of how many times you fall, but in how many times you get back up. Commitment. Commitment is defined as being dedicated to a particular cause or activity. I have always had a particular fondness for commitments. To commit to something is easy to do. To follow through and complete 
a commitment is often much harder. It requires mental toughness to follow through with a promise when other, more desirable options present themselves. Commitment is doing what you promise to do, not necessarily what you want to do. Maintaining a healthy mind, body, and spirit. It seems as though the health of mind, body, and spirit would be self-explanatory. Most prosperous people maintain high standards for their personal, physical, mental, and spiritual health. Clarity of purpose. Clarity of purpose goes hand in hand with planning. Having a plan is good. For any plan to have the greatest chance of success, it must be clear, organized, and have clarity of purpose. Unfocused efforts are not effective. Growth mindset. Having a growth mindset is a state of mind that encourages forward movement. Instead of viewing an obstacle or failure as a negative event, ask, what does this make possible? Courage. Courage is expressed in many forms. Courage is the ability to move forward in the face of fear or negative consequences. Courage can also be the ability to support an unfavorable view or position. Courageous people do what is proper, regardless of the personal consequences. Emotional intelligence promotes rational thought and reaction to life situations. This could also be termed being the adult in the room. Self-motivation, or being a self-starter, means addressing and completing a task without being prompted. I grew up in a rural community, and there was a farmer there who always gave new farmhands a job that would take about 15 minutes to complete. He would then tell the farmhand, this job is going to take you about 30 minutes to complete. And I have to go into town for a bit, but I'll be back when you get finished. He would then drive away and return about 15 minutes later and park at a location where he couldn't be seen by the farmhand. He knew the job would only take 15 minutes and sat and watched the farmhand after he completed the assigned task. If the new farmhand sat and waited for him to return, he wasn't hired. But if instead the form hand, after completing his assigned task, continued to look for things to do until the former returned, then he hired the form hand because he knew he had a good, self-motivated worker. Self-starters are always looking for the next project to complete. Flexibility is an often overlooked trait of successful people. Flexibility encompasses the ability to comprehend and embrace new information, even when this information conflicts with their position. Flexibility is the absence of dogmatic positions. Successful and happy people are almost always curious. They're always open to new and better ideas. Successful people are willing to try new ideas, even if the rate of success is poor. Curious people tend to ask more questions. Another common trait of successful people is competitiveness. We normally think of people competing with others. Most successful people compete with themselves. In my dental practice, I always told my staff, we're not in competition with the other dental practices in our area. We're in competition with ourselves. 
each day we wanted our practice to become better and better. I didn't view these other dental practices as competitors or as the enemy, but as a means for my own self-improvement. Most successful people have strong social networks that they maintain to promote personal and business opportunities. However, there are some very successful people who are very stringent in their desire to remain apart from social interactions. These successful people feel that minimal social contact fosters better personal focus. It should be obvious that there are many paths to success and many available tools to aid in that journey. It's important to note that all of the tools that I've spoken about are acquired skills. Everyone is born with a certain set of natural abilities. The tools that I've spoken about are learned skills, and successful people have mastered one or more of these skills. It could also be said that each of these skills generates happiness when functioning at the highest and purest form. So hopefully you now see that success doesn't necessarily hinge on wealth, power, or things. It's my personal opinion that success is the result of personal happiness, and happiness is the result of mastery of one or more of the tools that I've spoken about. So it may be worth listening to this podcast again and to pick out one or two of these tools that you feel you can master. These tools can be the key to your success. Grab one or two and start down the path of mastering these traits and achieve your own success. And now some final thoughts. Many people would say being successful makes you happy. I would propose the reverse. Being happy will ultimately make you successful. Success is subjective. Multiple traits can facilitate both happiness and success. And successful people have mastered one or more of the traits needed for success. And lastly, success doesn't hinge on wealth, power, or things. In my next podcast, we'll be discussing enough throughout life from cradle through career. So stay tuned. And as always, thanks for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast, please feel free to leave a review. And if you want to partake in an online conversation, be sure to search for the Retiring with Enough group on Facebook. Thanks. The information and opinions contained on this podcast are for general education and are considered general communications. Information on the podcast was obtained from various sources and retiring with enough does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of any information presented. Retiring with enough strongly recommends that you perform your own independent research and or speak with a qualified investment professional, legal advisor, or tax professional before making any financial decisions. The information and opinions expressed should not be construed as financial planning and does not consider the economic status or risk profile of any specific person, nor does it constitute an offer to buy or sell securities.